you in episode three of Sports Talk Kids. Tom Boyd and Aaron Rodgers might be retiring. A great weekend in football and another great weekend looking. I'm Jack with Evan and let's get underway. We got the overview of the NFL Divisional Round and the NFL Conference Championship. NFL coach firings, NHL, NBA, NCAA men's basketball, going over the MLB lockout, and Evan will finish us off with an F1 story. So let's get going. First, the divisional round scores. In the AFC, the Bengals beat the Titans 19-16 as their kicker Evan McPherson walked it off with time expiring. Also in the AFC, the Chiefs beat the Bills with the Travis Kelsey toe tapper in the corner, the top right corner in the end zone in overtime to finish the game. Jack, you want to do the NFC? Uh, the Chiefs did beat the Bills 42-36 to and broke NFL playoff history for the most points scored in the least amount of time. The 49ers beat the Packers with an upset 13-10. to the Packers special teams was awful, as always, and they need a new special teams coordinator. The Rams beat the Buccaneers. This was a great game. And the Rams should have won by the more. They kicked a walk-off field goal. But they were up at one point, 28-7. to And... Uh, yeah, no, it not, shouldn't have been that they close. They were up a lot. They, it shouldn't close. have been that close. <laughs> it shouldn't have been that close. Yeah, it was kind of sad that game. Um, but let's yeah, have, what? Let's look at some stats for the players in that game. We're gonna start Bengals Titans. I mean, that game was good. Yeah, I I think that game was really fun. It was a really fun game to like watch and yeah. see it continue still on. You know, sacked nine times and he still pulled out for his team. Oh, I saw that. That was crazy. To, to me, that seemed just crazy. That is crazy. Shouldn't happen. But happen. they won, so. They won. <laughs> they won. They won. Um, so, the stats were pretty high for both teams, I'd say. Yeah. Actually, uh, I had a little, I saw this, I came over this on the internet, I, and I actually thought of this, every team, every away team kicked a game-winning field goal with time expiring in regulation, except for that AFC, uh, uh, yeah, divisional round against the Chiefs and the Bills, that was, I think that was totally crazy, I, to be honest, I thought the Bills would do the same thing. Yeah, or the Chiefs. Or the, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. That's still crazy, though, to think about. And so the game leaders, Joe Burrow, went 28 for 37 with 348 yards and an interception. Ryan Tannehill went 15 through tw- for 24 with 220 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. For rushing, Joe Mixon got 14 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. And Dante Foreman got four carries for 66 yards. And he was the leading rusher, even over Derrick Henry, even though Henry had a 
Receiving yards, Shamo Chase had five receptions for 109 yards. And A.J. Brown for the Titans had a good... Real quick, I pushed the button. He had a good five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. On to the 49ers and the Packers game. Jimmy G went 11 for 19 for 131 yards and one interception. His average uh, yards per throw was 6.9. Aaron Rodgers went 20 for 29 with 225 yards, and his average per throw was 7.8. Elijah Mitchell ran 17 carries for 53 yards, and Aaron Jones went 12 carries for 41 yards. Both had no touchdowns. George Kittle led the led San Francisco's receiving yards, four receptions for 63 yards, and Aaron Jones also led Green Bay's um, receiving yards, nine for 129 yards. Adrian Amos for Green Bay had one interception in this game, yet it still didn't lead the Packers to a W. And in the Rams versus Buccaneers game, Matt Stafford. Went 28 for 38 with 366 yards and two touchdowns. Tom Brady went 30 through 54. 329 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Rushing, Cam Akers had 24 carries for 48 yards for the Rams. And for the Buccaneers, Leonard Fournette, who came back from injury, had 13 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Receiving-wise, the Rams, Cooper Cup had nine receptions, 183 yards, and a touchdown. Fun fact, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, it will be most receiving yards in a season for a player that won the Super Bowl that same year. Mike Evans for Tampa Bay had eight receptions for 119 yards and one touchdown. Moving on to the Bills versus Chiefs game. And that one went to overtime. They scored, what, like 50 one point in the last, like, two minutes, which, I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. Um, there was only uh, 28 points scored in the fourth quarter. That's what I said. You said 51. Okay. Anyways, Josh Allen went 27 for 37 with four touchdowns. Three, and 329 yards. 329 yards. Third, uh, Patrick Mahomes went 33 for 44 with 378 yards. Only three touchdowns. Josh Allen led led the rushing for Buffalo with 11 carries for 68 yards. Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City with seven carries for 69 yards, but one touchdown. It was not a running backs game. Both the backs. (laughs) It'd be funny if the running backs led passing yards. Like yeah, I said that. I said I realized that in the uh, the recap. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And Gabriel Davis had eight. Receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. That's crazy. He came That's out the most the- touchdowns uh, caught by a single player in playoff history. And Tyree Kill had 11, tu- 11 receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. We're going to move on now to the NFL Conference, preview- conference Championship Preview. So the Bengals... At the Chiefs, Kansas City has a 69.6% chance to win. What's your prediction on the score? So, I think Cincinnati 
will beat Kansas City. And I know I got the Bills wrong last week. I get that. I I think the Bills, honest to God, I still think the Bills should have won that game. Their <laughs> defense let Josh Allen down. But I think the Bengals are going to win. And I'm going to go with another walk-off uh, uh, field goal except in o- overtime. Okay. Um, and- 20. 20- 21 to 20, 24 to 21. 49ers at Rams. Rams have a 59.4% chance to win. But I didn't make a prediction for the Bengals Chiefs. I'm going to say, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I'm going to have to say Chiefs win. Um, say 28-24. 49ers at Rams. Rams have a 59.4% chance to win at home. But the 49ers won both of the games against each other. This year, I'm gonna have to go 49ers, 35 to 21. 35. Okay, I like that one. I yeah, and I I think you said I if I was listening correctly, you said 49ers. Is that right? 49ers, yeah, 35-21. I agree with you there. I think the 49ers will win. I don't think the Rams have it all. Like I like I said with the Buccaneers, I don't think they have it all. Uh, keep up with the Rams, and I think the Forty ers are going to get the best of the Rams, just like they did in the last week of the regular season. And That's if for- my predictions are correct, that means Chiefs Forty ers in the Super Bowl, and I feel like I've seen that before. Oh wait, I have, and Patrick Mahomes won. So every possible combination is going to can be Bengals at. Bengals versus 49ers, Bengals versus, versus Rams, Chiefs versus 49ers, and Chiefs versus Rams. And here we go, Niners, here we go. But anyways, I think 49ers and Rams game will go 35-49ers and 28 Rams. Okay, and the list of fired and coaches who have stepped down and resigned within the past year. Number one, Joe Judge got fired by the Giants just a couple of weeks ago, and they're looking at play. They're looking at coaches like Sean Payton, who just stepped down, and he said that he might come back, but it's going to probably take a couple of years, maybe a year or two. Brian Flores got fired from the Dolphins, and honestly, I think the Dolphins lost a brain gun for that one. You know, in my opinion, he's a great coach. Uh, you know, he's led the Dolphins to, you know, he later in the season they had a chance to make the playoffs. So I think he's good. Now Mike Tomlin is the only dark-skinned coach left in the NFL. I agree with you. That. I don't understand. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins went, what was it, nine? I think they had nine wins, which isn't a bad season. That's not a bad season, especially, especially for, for the uh, kind of team he's coaching. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen that they haven't been great. I just don't see why he, they fired them. I don't. I can't. You no, know, they're that. starting to rebuild, and he's a great coach to do that. But Matt Nagy for the Bears. This is a decision the Bears should have made like ten years ago. Uh, yeah, Matt I, I, Nagy I, has been, in my opinion, the worst coach in the NFL for a couple of years. The Bears haven't had any winning seasons recently, and there's a reason for that. Matt Nagy, you know, there was a college game for the University of Illinois, which Chicago Bears. They're in Chicago, Illinois, for the Illinois vs. Notre Dame game, the Illinois fans were chanting Fire Nagy. Okay. I mean, it's a college (laughs) football game, and they're talking about firing the coach for the NFL. That just shows how bad this coach is, and he should have been gone a while ago. (laughs) That's funny. 
Vic my fanboy for the Vikings, he got let go a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even realize till I did my research. But, I mean, yeah, he's been in it for a while. Vikings really haven't had many winning seasons. So, yeah, I mean, I get that. So, time to move on. Vic Fangio got fired just a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days ago, like a week ago. Yeah, he's been with them for two or three years. They haven't really had that. Improved. They, you know, they had a good start to the season this year, but then they fell off track. So, I mean, yeah. Wish them all the best. Try to find another job in the Broncos. Try to find another coach. Urban Meyer for the Jaguars. I'm not allowed to say what he did. Just let's just move on. Say he but he stepped he, down. Let, he stepped down on to John. He's Gruden. a bad guy. He also stepped John down. Sean, we're, we're not allowed to say that either. Let's go on. He st- and John Sean stepped down to Sean Payton today. From the Saints, he said he might come back to coaching in a couple of years or a year or two. Moving on to the and NFL. I just, before age. we move on from the NFL, I have one more thing that I was looking at. Cincinnati and San Francisco both have both have a ten and seven record, and Kansas City and uh, Rams have a, both have a twelve and five record. Okay. So, mirror emotion, but on to the NHL. So, right now, for a couple good games last night. And right now, Anaheim is leading Toronto 1 0. San Jose is leading Washington 1 0. Calgary is leading. Calgary. Uh, it's Calgary. What, what, that's what I said. Columbus 1 okay. 0. And later, games on tonight. All those games are around 10 minutes in the first quarter. Cool. So for yesterday's games, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Arizona Coyotes six to three, scoring four four uh, goals in the last period. The Florida Panther, in terms of standings, the uh, Florida Panthers lead the NHL with twenty nine and nine. Atlantic. Even though, no, well, they lead the entire NHL. Even though the Colorado Avalanche are 29 and 8, that makes no so- sense, except for the Panthers have 63 points, while the Avalanche have 61. Conference, same thing. The Panthers lead the East, Avalanche lead the West, and division wise, leading the uh, Atlantic Division of the Panthers. The Metropolitan is the Rangers. And then the Western. Uh, Colorado leads the Central, and Las Vegas Golden Knights lead the Pacific. Moving on to the NBA. A couple good games on. Woods can jump right to the standings. And leading the entire league, the Phoenix Suns, with a 37-9 record. Warriors, 35-13, they're right behind. And Phoenix, uh, in the Eastern, the Heat lead the Eastern Conference. And the Suns lead the Western. As in terms of division, the Brooklyn Nets lead the Atlantic. The Chicago Bulls lead the Central. The Miami Heat lead the Southeast. That's all for the East. And for the Western, the Utah Jazz lead the Northwest. The Suns lead the Pacific, and the Grizzlies lead the Southwest. There, NCAA men's. Basketball. 
So there were a couple upsets in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Florida is beating number 18, Tennessee, 51-47, to with 13 minutes left in the second half. Providence, number 17 Providence, is beating 21 Xavier, or Xavier, 35 to 29 at halftime. For the rankings, the Auburn, this is in terms of AP, the Auburn Tigers, I think, right? Tigers? Lead the AP poll with 45 votes. Gonzaga comes in second. Arizona in third. Then Baylor, Kansas, Purdue, Houston, UCLA, Duke, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Texas Tech, Villanova, USC, Ohio State, Providence, Tennessee, LSU, UConn, Xavier, Marquette, Iowa State, Illinois, and Davidson. Others receiving votes are BYU, Alabama, and Texas with the next three most. Yeah. On to the MLB lockout, and Jack will actually explain this because I have no idea what's happening. Well, we got to go to the coaches poll first. Gonzaga leads number one, then Auburn, Arizona, Baylor, Kansas, Purdue, Duke, UCLA, Houston, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Villanova, Kentucky, Texas Tech, USC, Ohio State, Providence, LSU, UConn, Tennessee, Illinois, Colorado State, Xavier, Iowa State, and Texas. Others receiving votes. Alabama has 53, Marquette is 44, BYU has 36. And the MLB lockout. Yes, yes, yes. So, the MLB lockout, for those who don't know what it is, so, in most leagues, I'm pretty sure, they need to sign a agreement every couple of years. The Players Association and the league itself. That basically clarify the rules and the conditions of the next four or five seasons on average. And usually these rules and stuff don't change. And they, teams usually, or the parties usually have no trouble signing a new one. And no problems after the old one expires every couple of years. Well, that's not the case this year. It expired, and everybody wants other stuff. Some people want the DH in the National League. Some don't. Some want, uh, you know, more money. Some don't. Some want different rules, and some don't. So on, so on. So no MLB actions can take place while there's no signing. There is no no coaches, players, owners, anything alike can contact other players, coaches, etc., etc. Which means the MLB has come to a complete halt. No trades, no free agency. Spring training starts in mid to late February, around a month from now. Which means... They need to get their crap together. So for the first time that uh, they have come to a meeting two days in a row, progress is being made, and a lot of progress is being made at this track. If they keep going, it's likely that they can get the season underway, at least by the end of spring training. But there's still going to be a lot of free agents that don't find homes. 
this season. Seven. You can go to your F1. I don't know. I don't know anything about F1, so he's there. We go. Article to you from ESPN. So, as we all know, if if anyone listens knows what the what Formula One is, we all know that the FIA made the decision to let safe to let lap cars overtake the safety car in the last lap of the uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. As we all know, Max Verstappen passed Lewis Hamilton into turn five to win the uh, World Drivers' Championship. The FIA is going to publish their Abu Dhabi findings on March 18th. March 18th is when the Formula 1 season officially starts off, as it will be the first practice in Bahrain. Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes will have to wait until March 18th, two days before the start of the 2022 season, which two days is the race, but technically uh, Bahrain practice one will be that day. To discover the outcome of the FIA's investigation into last year's title-deciding Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, Max Verstappen beat Hamilton to the title in controversial circumstances on December 12th with FIA race editor, race director Michael Massey applying F1's rules incorrectly to force a restart start on the final lap of the race. That decision helped Verstappen catch and pass Lewis Hamilton to claim his first world championship. Hamilton's future in F1 is uncertain. According to Mercedes boss Toto Wolff, Hamilton is disillusioned with F1 giving the outcome of that event. It is understood that the FIA's findings would di- dictate whether he continues racing or retires from F1 from good. If Lewis Hamilton would have won that race and would have won that driver's championship, he would have passed the almighty, the GOAT, Michael Schumacher in world championships with, of a total of eight. A statement said, following the uh, decision to the World Motorsport Council in Paris on 15 December 2021, the FIA administration, under the leadership of Mohammed Ben Sullivan, has started the detailed detailed analysis of the events of the last Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. The FIA president will launch a consultation with all F1 teams on various issues, including this one. On January 19th, an item of the agenda... An item on the agenda of a sporting uh, adversary committee will be di- dictated to use of the safety car. The following stage will be shared will be a shared discussing discussion with all F1 drivers. The outcome of the detailed analysis will be presented to the F1 Commission in February, and final decisions will be announced at the World Motorsport Council in Bahrain on March 18th. FIA President Mohammed bin Salman has asked. Secretary General Sport and recently appointed single-seater director Peter Bayer for proposals to review and optimize the organization of the FIA Formula One structure for twenty twenty for the twenty twenty one two season. It is understood that Mercedes and Hamilton want the FIA to take significant action, including removing Massey from his role as race director. A BBC report this week said Mercedes is also pushing for the FIA to remove. Nicholas Tambazius, the governing body, body's head of single-seater matters. And we got to give credit to Nate Saunders, the writer of this article. He's the F1 associate editor for ESPN. So go check that out if you need to. And just for clarification, and I don't, I know I'm not going to say this right, but FIA stands for Federation International de Automobile. It's, uh, 
freaking what is it? Uh, doesn't matter. It's Italy, so you yeah. know. <laughs> the overview. Let's just jump into it. So, a great weekend in football. We just saw another great weekend in the NFL. Some good NHL, NBA, NCAA men's basketball games. Going over the MLB lockout. Going over the F1 situation. And I think that's it. Anything else you would like to add? No, I think that's it. That was episode three of Sports Talk Kids. I hope uh, everyone listens in to the very end. Thank you, everyone, for listening if you do. And we will see you next Wednesday for episode four. Until then, keep sporting, and we'll see you next time on Sports Talk Kids.